irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Max and friends, he says what he wants, ain't holding nothing back. Got the LA Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to another Sunday night of Max and Friends. Now, if you're joining us here tonight in LA, I'm sending love and light to everybody right now all over this country. But I also wanted to just say a quote that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, which is, if you're calling for an end to unrest, but not calling out police brutality, not calling for health care as a human right, not calling for an end to housing discrimination, all you're asking for is the continuation of quiet oppression. So they always say the truth that has crushed to the ground shall rise again. And it's with such a heavy heart that I'm doing this show tonight because, you know, when people sit back and they're like, oh, you know, how do, how do black people dying in your life, Max, make a difference? Well, it makes a lot of difference, especially when it happened to a friend of mine's nephew. It made such a difference where it hit home. And it doesn't matter, black or white or purple or green or whatever color anyone wants to say they are. When it hits home, it hits home. It doesn't matter what color you are. And Tommy Rose is my guest tonight. She's a friend of mine for a long time. I love Tommy. She was my first guest on I Am The People with Max Tucci on The CW in Florida. Her husband, Mark, is a friend of the family. We're all great friends. Tommy was recently at my sister's wedding not too long ago. And through the years, we keep in touch. We were, She's my Miami crew. And... Not too long ago, I was looking on Instagram and I see a picture that says they killed me. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I see a picture of this handsome young man who was her nephew that got shot and killed in Indianapolis. And I'm like, what is going on? It hit home. And so it's really with the heavy heart that I have to do the show tonight. But the only way we can have any kind of resolution or any kind of knowledge is to start a conversation. And Tommy's gonna join us tonight and give us her conversation, her story, her family's perspective of what happened. And then Rolanda Watts, you know, Auntie Ro is back and she's going to have a conversation with us as well. And before I even get started, I have to say that I reached out to the Indianapolis Police Department to find out, you know, to get some answers from them. They did not respond. I called them, I left messages, I left my phone number, my email, and there was no communication with them. The only thing I know that from their point of view was that on May 6th, I believe was the date, they say a man who was killed after exchange gunfire with officers who were responding to a burglary call on the city's north side early Thursday morning may have been planning a police ambush, according to the I.M. PD Chief Randall Taylor. Now, Tommy Rose, thank you for being here tonight and welcome to the show. And if you can, tell us your story, what happened and what you know from your side of the family. Well, I would first thank you, Max. I first want to thank you, dear friend, for even caring uh, to 
have me on your show and to have his voice be heard for my nephew, Mikhail Rose. But I do want to give you a brief uh, intro into who Tommy Rose is. Um, there's three parts to Tommy. I was born in Flint, Michigan, which is a majority um, black community. I was reared or raised, whatever words you would like to prefer, in Terre Haute, Indiana, which is an all-white community where the KKK first started. Um, and I've claimed Florida as home because I've lived there for so many years. Um, so what I want to say is that it does not matter the color of your skin. It matters that we all unite and stand mm -hmm. together to get justice for all the families around the world hurting because their loved ones were taken by people who want to use their alt-right self in the justice system, um, taking matters into their own hands, which is not the way that they're supposed to perform. So with that being said, on May the 7th, well, let me go back. Within eight hours, starting on May 6th, leading into May 7th of 2020, um, there were four people killed by the, by the Indianapolis Police Department. Um, there was a white woman who was pregnant with her unborn child who was hit by a police officer. There, and her last name is, I think, Ashlyn Lizzie. 23 years old. There was Sean Reed, Drayshawn Reed. They go by Sean Reed, who was 21 years old, gunned down by police officers. And there was my nephew, Mikhail Rose. And I will say it again, Mikhail Rose, because they're not saying his name. He was 19 years old, two months and 23 days old at the time when he was gunned down. And at the time of killed. Mikhail was on his stomach, face down, hands free, and they shot and shot and shot and shot until his death. And that is not justice because police officers are supposed to protect and serve. Protect and serve. And, Max, I did hear you say that your friends can't understand why. Well, if you can't understand why, mm -hmm. because I'm an aunt, I'm sure they're aunts, I'm sure they're mothers, I'm sure they're sisters, I'm sure they're wives, I'm sure they're grandmothers, I'm sure they're godmothers, I'm sure they're stepmothers. If you can't understand why, mm -hmm. then you are not of the human race. Yeah. You know, Tommy, it's interesting because there was also a video of your nephew, Mikhail Rose. And I also believe in saying the name because every time you say their name, their spirit lives on. So we can't just, you know, not say his name because there's going to be a legacy for his name. You know, the statement that that was that the IMPD put out says that as officers were approaching an apartment, that a male suspect immediately began shooting at the officers with the rifle and that all four officers returned fire, striking the suspect. And that later, the man, Mikhail Rose, 19, was pronounced dead at the scene and no officer was injured during the shooting. Now, well, from the video, of course, that's their story. And now from the video, what happened to the video and why was it cut off? Do you know? I think, okay, so there, the police officers have their story. We mm -hmm. 
only know the story that was on that video because the police officers did not have on body cams. They have been working on getting body cams in Indianapolis since I think it's like 2013, 14. They don't have them yet. And I think even some wealthy man donated money for them to get body cams and they still don't have them in 2020. So there were no body cams. There were no car cams on. Um, the apartment complex had no video at that place where he was at and where he was at to begin with, he was not robbing. He was there. The community knows him. He goes there every single night to talk and warn his best friend who was shot and killed in that same complex, but was killed by someone else, not a police officer. So the community knew him on that mm -hmm. night. Um, the officers were called for whatever reason. There was no evidence of burglary. Um, this is an open investigation, so I won't go into too many details. Right. Um, but there was no evidence of that. So we can't believe the stories that media wants to put out there That's right. to disgrace and disgrace and put him down because of the past, because of what he's done in the past. And I won't talk about the past because I want to talk about the present of what you did when he was down on that ground. And if he had a gun, if he didn't have a gun, he was surrendered on the ground, face down on his stomach. When you continue to shoot and shoot and shoot, then one shot in his head. I've never even heard of officers shooting anybody in their head. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I saw the video, so I know that he was on the ground because we saw the video, you know, and we were seeing his yeah. friends talking to him during this. It was like, it, it was so horrifying and tragic watching this go down and then, you know, it doesn't click until I realize, like, oh, my God, that's Tommy's nephew. It's Tommy's nephew. You know, like, I was trying to watch it, you know, as, as just watching it. And then I couldn't because I'm just thinking about you and your family. I'm like, oh, my God, I know these people. You know, here I'm sitting at home just, you know, minding my business. All of a sudden I get this thing. And I'm like, oh, my, this affects me and it affects all of us. And anytime an officer shoots somebody, that's the dialogue we need to have. This affects all of us all of us. And it doesn't yeah. matter, and like it, you said, if you're white or black or purple or whatever, but if you're a mother, a father, an aunt, an uncle, like I said to Rolanda earlier, and she's going to be with us in a moment, my nephew just has to be a couple shades darker for me to worry about him every day. You know, I have the yeah. luxury not to worry about him, which is the crying shame yeah. that this nation has right now. But the mourning that your family has is just so extreme and just so I, I'm, my heart just breaks for you, and that's why I wanted you here, because then you ended up going from Florida to Indianapolis to be with your family, and there were some demonstrations that you did. Can you walk us through those demonstrations? So, basically, we're, you know, 23 days from the date Mikhail was killed on May 7th. Um, we have no police report. We have no coroner's report. I left my family on Mother's Day, and I have not returned. I'm literally just about to be back in Indianapolis. I was standing with George Floyd's family in um, Minneapolis. And not only his family, my heart breaks because I stood with families and I hear their story. There are people still trying to get justice over 10 years. And some people still nine years later don't have police reports, don't have corner reports. This is, and, and I stand, and I'm standing there, I'm standing there with Latinos, I'm standing there with Asians, 
I'm standing there with African Americans. I'm standing there with different races that this has happened to. All black, brown, tan, yellow, whatever color you want to mm-hmm. go by, whatever shade you feel necessary to say, we all are under attack. This mm-hmm. is not a one man show. Yes, I'm not an activist. I've never thought of myself as an activist. I never even, I, I even feel bad that I've never come out for anybody else. Okay, but I'm starting now. My nephew's mm-hmm. down. They took him from me. They took him from my brother, and I have no choice because my family stands strong together. We are united all the time. My brothers and sisters, we are one. So I have no choice because that's my son, too. Mm-hmm. I have to stand, or else what? He will never be heard. He will never get the justice because mm-hmm. it's, that, it's that ridiculous how they think our lives are so easily to throw away. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you say that he's your son, I think any mother who has a child, that's their son. And that's how we really have to look at what happened to Mikhail. Now, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I reached out to the police department, Tommy. They did not respond to me. I called, left messages, left my number, left my email. They didn't respond to me. So are you getting any answers from them or is your family getting any answers from them? We have gotten no answers from them besides, you know, sorry for your loss. That's yeah. it. We haven't heard anything else, period. No, no police, police report. And like I said, we're 23 days out. Still no yeah. police report. It doesn't take that long to give you a police report. I don't care no. open investigation or not. Um, the police officers who killed my nephew, they tried to say it was a black man who took the shot. Well, they're trying, what their, the media has tried to do is put Mikhail and Sean Reed as one black man. No, it's two black men. Mm-hmm. And in Mikhail's shooting, there were no black officers. Um, there were all white officers who killed mm-hmm. him. Well, you know, when I go, you know, when I did research on this, I, you know, RTV6 Indianapolis gives a very one-sided story to what happened. And, you know, yeah. they're taking the side of the story from the police department. So it's interesting how the police department will work with RTV6 Indianapolis, but they won't work with other media outlets such as ourselves here at LA Talk Radio. So for me, that infuriates me to begin with. And especially when RTV6, you know, says everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And that goes for your nephew. Um, for Mikhail Rose. So when they're saying that, you. you know, they're they're going with the police station and they're reporting the 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 quotes from the the captain that this this was a an ambush to police officers. To me, there's such an insensitivity to report a one-sided story. And especially when we can't get answers, family can't get answers, and yet alone reporters can't get answers. So I'm gonna bring in Rolanda Watts because Rolanda Watts for years a correspondent, an investigative reporter, been on the scenes of hostage situations, knows both sides of how to work with the police departments and with the families. So for me, it was appropriate to have Auntie Ro here because Ro knows. So Ro, pull up your mic. Welcome to the show. And let's talk to Tommy. Yeah. Well, first of all, Max, thank you so much. It's it's such a beautiful thing that you're doing this show today in the midst of all of this. And Tommy, my heart and my soul and the it goes out to you. I, I'm I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I um, you know, you guys were talking about being an auntie. I, you know, I don't I don't have kids, and I know, you know, when that man George Floyd 
was on that ground calling out for his mother. I know every black mother's soul burst into tears and I would hope any mother, you know, um, as an auntie, I'm finding myself, I just got off the phone today with one of my nephews. You know, I thought, Max, you're one of my nephews. And I have particularly called out to my black nephews. And I have said, you remember everything that you learned as a black boy in this country. Mm -hmm. And you, I hate to tell you and remind you, you are the hunted one. They want you mm -hmm. extinct. Now, to have that kind of conversation in a family is the most absurd thing you can ever imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, when your friends ask you, why should we care? You know, why? I don't understand. Well, what part of that don't you understand? Mm -hmm. I am really encouraging people to not be so stupid right now. Own up to the fact that you understand what's going on clearly. And you know what? Don't blame yourself because guess what? It's not your experience. Mm -hmm. When my white friends look at cops, they look at them very differently than I do. Mm -hmm. Because of my experience, so there's already a, 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 a dichotomy in, in, under, in, in experience, but not in understanding. Mm -hmm. So don't act like you don't know what's happening, is what I say. Mm -hmm. And the main thing is, mothers are losing their children. Mm -hmm. um, Aunties are losing their nephews. You better believe it. Yeah. I mean, my Spellman sister, Omar, the young man who is a young journalist following in the footsteps of who I'm going to claim to be his auntie too. Omar worked for CNN, a budding, growing, popular journalist. His mother turned on TV to see her son report in the news and was watching him get put in handcuffs. Mm -hmm. What is that about? My cousin down in North Carolina, his child was friends with the, with the mother and with the boy and the mother who got surrounded by a white mob led by a sheriff down there in, in North Carolina. My niece, my own niece, was brutalized by police. You might have seen it a couple of years, all over Inside Edition. Mm -hmm. So I understand. Wow. I also know a lot of great cops. I know cops who really care about what's going on in the streets. I work with them. I know them. Yeah. I know how, how important this is to them. I know that they're fighting where they can, and they know they're crooked cops. Mm -hmm. And they want them held accountable, too. So I'm also saying, let's not make a blanket judgment, right. but doggone it, we've got to make some kind, because if you don't know somebody now, if this continues, you will. And how dare you say, as a human being, that you don't care, and why should you, you don't understand? You know, here we are also, Max, ironically, um, you might hear a lot of people talking about it. It's not taught in history, of course. But the Tulsa race massacre happened on this day 99 mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. when whites were so upset about blacks having their own banks and theaters and, and having their own self-sufficient communities with the money that they had made back in the 1920s that, that they destroyed the entire town out of the jealousy of blacks or the just... And, 
And, and you know what? It, and it started very much with a white woman's claim like that woman in the park, in Central uh -huh. Park recently. Yeah. It started with a woman, a, a black man tripped into an elevator and, and accidentally brushed against this woman who claimed that it was rape. And they yeah. burned down the entire Tulsa. But long before that, there was Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. The same kind of thing where whites destroyed growing mm -hmm. black businesses. Now, yeah. was that in the mind of the cop who put his knee on Mr. Floyd? I don't mm -hmm. know. But these or the bullet in or the <laughs> bullet in 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 Mr. McKenna Rose. Exactly. But but to say that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Don't be that ignorant. Yeah. Well, Rolanda, you don't understand. It's just now you may not have that experience, but you understand. Yeah. No, I hear you. You know, and that's why I wanted to do this show tonight because for me, what what angers me the most is that in this one day, May sixth to May seventh, not only three, an unborn child, four people were killed in an eight mile radius within. Two hours, Rolanda. And you and would have never known about it unless you're doing Unless it. I knew Tommy. That's right. Was you know, that so blown all over the news? Now we don't no. listen. Nobody knows anything until we until we know everything. But in the meantime, you don't know anything unless it's out there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, what let me tell you, the only reason all of this is happening is because this was captured on video. Yeah. This happens yeah. all the time. You know, mm -hmm. down south, we grow up as little black children hearing things like bad things happen in the woods. Mm -hmm. And you know exactly what that is. Southern fruit is black bodies hanging from sycamore trees. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And how so, I grew up in Terre Haute, Indiana, where I graduated high school in 1992. And there's a part of the town called West Terre Haute where I still. I was a cheerleader. I was still racially discriminated against when I would go and cheer basketball games, okay? We, I was called names. The players were called names. They would hurt or try to hurt our football players, the black ones. They would try to hurt them. Black people could not cross the bridge after dark. Um, I went all around little towns in Indiana cheering with a basketball team where I had one, one black you know, player, maybe one really light-skinned player, we got fitted on, we got things thrown at our buses. So for your friends to say they don't understand, I had to understand and I had to be quiet because I was fearful of my Black life then. But now I'm a woman, not a child, and I feel like this happened to my nephew. This is happening around the world. I had to be quiet as a child while the KKK would walk up and down Wabash Avenue in Terre Haute with their white robes on and their white hoods. I graduated high school in 1992. So for people to say that they don't understand, they understand. And to me, if you don't stand with me, you're standing hmm. against, against me and you have on that sheet and you have on that hood. So if you ever loved me, you know me, you watch me on TV, you come up to me, you smile in my face, you sit next to me at my meetings for real estate, it is not enough. And it's not okay for you to put 
only a Black Lives Matter sign in your yard like that's a for sale, real estate for sale sign. You better get out. And if you're afraid, take a friend and go out there and peacefully march. It shows through example, like I have been. I am not involved in any violence, any violent post protests, any of that. I will not go. But I will go to peaceful ones. I will tell my nephew story. I will stand next to my white, brown, whatever color sisters and brothers who want to stand next to me and fight for justice for everyone who's getting getting beaten and getting taken and getting shot and getting killed and getting murdered. And they're covering it up for their justice. I will do that. I will not be silent in the name of Mikhail Rose. I will continue to fight and to speak. Max, can I tell you, you know, you talk about high school. I graduated from high school in 1977. And I can remember I was the only black in my high school, Salem Academy, an all-girls preparatory school, college preparatory school founded in 1772. And it, I was the only black for four years there. And I remember we went to a prom, you know, one of those parties that the all-girls school was having with all-boys school or whatever. And it was being held at a country club. And when we got there, they said, well, Rolanda can't, Rolanda can't come to the party because the, the country club doesn't allow blacks or Jews. And I remember my sisters, Heidi, Shannon, Marianne, Elizabeth, all of these white girls standing up for me. And they stood up to their parents, who were the big lawyers at R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company in Winston-Salem, and they were the mayors in Richmond and all of this. And they said, if Rolanda can't go, then we're not going to go. And they stood up for me. That really helped shape my life. Because when I was four years old in kindergarten, I came home and there was a note pinned on my sweater that said, Rolanda can't go to the park with the kids tomorrow because they don't allow blacks and Jews at Tanglewood Park. This was part of my life. But it was when those girls stood up for me, and we are still best friends to this day. And when we had our big class reunion, we sat around on the loggia of Salem Academy back in 17. I mean, they were, the slaves weren't even freed when the school was founded, okay? And, and we sat and we talked, and I said, do y'all remember that day? And we talked about how that one incident had shaped all of our lives. Mm-hmm. And to this day, they stand up for what's right because they know, they remember what it felt like standing up for me because they loved me like a sister mm-hmm. and they stood up for me and it helped me be able to have a a more i don't know what the approach is but my parents always we're the, we're still we're the only black family in my neighborhood to this day but i was always was the first black to help integrate the schools in north carolina in 1964 when i was in kindergarten mm-hmm. you know it, this was my parents threw me in that, which was a very dangerous situation, if you think about it, in mm-hmm. Jim Crow, North Carolina. But the, yeah. what was more Listen, important was to be able to Listen, it's not just Jim educate. Crow, North Carolina anymore. It's Jim Crow, America. America. And it's happening all over again. Yeah. But, you know, this is like your friends who stood up for you. That's why I wanted to have you on tonight, Tommy, because, you know, there's that meme going around now that says, I'm not black, but I see you. I'm not mm-hmm. black, but I hear you. I'm not black, but I mourn with you. I'm not black, but I will fight for you and I will fight with you for your nephew, Mikhail Rose. And Tommy, please, you know, I come back. Let's, you know, when we get more answers to this, please, I want you to come back so we could further the conversation. And Tommy, don't lose faith in people. They're more 
allies out there than you know. I promise you that. So keep yeah, faith I'm in like that in people. Thank you. I'm like you, Rolanda. I grew up in an all-white town. I have a ton of friends of different races right. that are standing by me that are speaking up. And I was the only black cheerleader in my town. I was the only black cheerleader at Indiana University at one point in time. Um, you know, and I've been treated good and I've had people stand up for me many a times when we've gone into small towns and they've, you know, done things for me where I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself and they all rally around me. This mm. is you have. So I thank you, Rolanda, so much for coming on here and making your voice voice heard and so seeing of course you know the under you understand. Matt, you know how I feel about you. I love you, my friend, dear friend. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for giving Mikhail a voice, for giving me this stage to speak about Mikhail Rose, and I continue to come and support you anytime, and I love Thank you both. I love you. I got to tell you, Tommy, like, literally, I'm, I have, like, tears in my eyes because I'm just so fucking angry that mm. this shit has to happen. I'm so mm. angry for your family. I'm so angry for all the families that day that lost four people. This is nonsense. Mm. You know, we're in yeah. such a heightened situation just as life is in general, and to add this to the mix is just bullshit. And you know, and then when the police, then when they have to say, and I have to say this, Tommy, you know, I don't want to, but I have to, you know, that the shooting remains under investigation and all four officers involved have been placed on administration leave, which is standard protocol following any officer involved, involved shooting. And I think from that statement, what pisses me off the most is that say, which is standard protocol following any officer involved shooting, because this is one that didn't have to happen. Yeah, but that, you know what, that share... And that's that's, news to me, by the way, because we don't know that. We don't even know the officer's name. So how how can we confirm that these men are still, my brother, (laughs) okay, fears for his other eight surviving seven children, okay? He had eight. So he still fears for his life. We've had police officers driving by our homes, driving by my mom's house. We've had people already doing that so we don't know if these officers are truly suspended or not at work they could still be on the ground they could be the ones driving past his house driving past our mother we don't know like they have not told us that so we cannot confirm anything what i have learned false news i have learned about false news from this situation i've learned it Mm -hmm. because we don't know that to be true to be honest, we don't we don't even know their names. We don't have a re- police report. We yeah. don't know their names. And Tommy, we you had know, to hire an attorney to try yeah. to get the name and get yeah. the police report. We still don't have it. Twenty three days later. Yeah. Hey, Max, based upon what you read at the beginning of the show, when the um, the whoever the spokesperson was from the police department said it may have been planned. May may have been planning an ambush. Well, clearly he doesn't know either. If he's thinking it may have been, I mean, what, it appeared, what, what yeah, he said it appears there, that there... it could have been an ambush situation on the officers. Is what the quote was. Could have been, or and you know, Tommy well, it doesn't say well, it. You was. know what? I do want to tell you this: when I'm standing with those families in Minneapolis, I heard all of the story. And let me tell you one thing: ambush. And um, ambush and suicide by police are the two things that they go to first, mm-hmm. okay, to make the narrative. And almost every black, brown, Latin, Asian woman out there, they even killed um, mentally challenged child, I mean, mm-hmm. guy, um, who was 
Latin, and all they they said he was trying to ambush. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the first thing they go to is ambush and um, criminal record suicide by police. Yeah. Yeah. Well, criminal you know, Tommy, record, suicide by police. Tommy, there's um there's actually a brilliant documentary called The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. And Marsha P. Johnson was a drag queen transvestite back in New York in the day who really started the whole Stonewall movement and the gay right movement. And she was fighting for the community, fighting, fighting, fighting. And then she ended up dead. You guys have to see this documentary because they did exactly what you're saying. What is the, the police, documentary again? The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. And what they did to Marsha P. Johnson, Tommy, is the same thing you're saying, is they said it was a suicide. The police, the New York Police Department said it was a suicide because she was a black woman. And the reality of all of this is that it's the same story they've been saying from 1991 to present day today to before even... 1991. And so that's an, it's a documentary that it exposes. There was a friend of Marsha's that went into, uh, you know, the field and started doing this investigation to show that her life was not a suicide. So I hope that there's someone has the courage to go deeper like your Tommy going into this to say this was not an ambush. And we can't just go online and read RTV6 Indianapolis and believe everything they write. So I stand with well, you. I say this Thank you. I say this before you let me go, Matt. Yeah. If I come up missing, you know I did not commit suicide. So mm-hmm. please right. fight for my life, for my babies and my husband and my family, because I am mentally sound and safe. That's right. And I right. say that over and over and over again because you've known me for many years and I everyone do. knows me. I lived through life and I was living in peace until they took my sweet baby that has the same blood running through his veins that Mikhail has running through his veins runs through my veins. The same last name, Rose, I have that same last name. So I have no choice but to stand next to my little brother and fight for his son's life. His voice will be heard and we will receive justice. And you know, Tommy, you always have a home here to come and tell the story, to continue the story. But I do want to, you know, give you more information so that you guys can take this because they are saying that both shootings, not only your Mikhail Rose, but also the other gentleman, are being investigated by IMPD's critical incident response team, IMBD's internal affairs unit, and the department's firearm review board. The Marion County Prosecutor's Office will also be involved. So I'll send you that information off, you know, off the air so that you have that for your Thank attorneys. You. But you know you have me, Thank you have this platform here. Let's continue the conversation. But before I let you go, what is it that you want humanity to know, not only about this situation, but about your nephew and about people's children who are still alive? What do you want them to know? If you don't stand up, speak out, take a mask, off and come out this will be your child next or your husband or your brother or your uncle or your nephew and color will not save us okay status does not save you it's you're not exempt there is no exemption there is no tax exemption from police brutality and from what's going on in the world right now because if we continue to not stand together and come together there will be a race war 
you already see what's happening. And if you don't get it together, there will be a war and there will only be a few standing. Mm. So come together, take the Black Lives Matter signs out of your yard and walk out your door and stand next to someone. And if Amen. you see them doing wrong and they're looting or whatever, let them know, please, let's do this together. A group of you go to them. Please, let them do that. Let's stand together in peace. Let's get the justice. Sign the petitions that are going around. And one other thing, Matt, that I want to tell people, if you're on my Instagram, if you're on my Facebook, if you're on my Twitter and you're retweeting or you're tweeting anything, you know what? Tweets mean nothing. Likes mean nothing. Post it on your page. Doing it on your story means nothing. Stop standing scared and come out strong and do the right thing by every child, man, woman, human being on this earth. Stand up for yourself. Amen. Stand up for yourself. I stand up for you and your family, Tommy. I love you. You know that. And I'm always here for you. So. I will talk to you for sure. We'll continue this conversation because I'm not going to let it go. And you know me, Tommy. You know, <laughs> you know I'll call know that I'll call that motherfucker in Indianapolis Police Department every day if I have to. <laughs> but on I the real, you I, <laughs> I love you, I and love um, you, baby. and we'll continue this conversation for sure. Ro, will you stay with Thank me because we're going to play a song right now, I and then Ro and I are going to continue the conversation. Okay? Absolutely. Auntie right. Ro, thank you. You're Not welcome, both. honey. Bye bye. I'm your host, Max Tucci, for Max and Friends here on LA Talk Radio. We're going to play a song right now. It's an old song that you all know from Marvin Gaye, covered by Matt Cab. What's going on? And when we're back, Rolanda Watts is going to be with me, and we'll give you some more information and just talk. We'll be right back. I'm your host, Max Tucci, for Max and Friends. Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Father, Father We don't need to
everybody thinks we're wrong. But who are they to judge us? Simply cause our hair is long. You know we've got to find a way to bring some understanding. Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. That's the song, What's Going On, by Matt Cab. He covered the the hit from Marvin Gaye. And I only thought it was the appropriate song to play tonight because, in my words, it's not what's going on. It's what the fuck is going on. So I welcome back Rolanda for being here. Auntie Ro, I love you for for joining me with that, Tommy, because, you know, it, it just hits me like at such odd moments where, shit, man, this is like my family. This is my friend. And it just aggravates me so much. So to have you there with me, you know, I, I felt your strength and I thank you for that. Yeah, I just, oh, my heart goes out. I mean, I I don't even have to know her nephew or or know the circumstances. It just hurts me that somebody loses somebody they love so deeply. Yeah. And now you're in L.A. right now amongst all these riots and I'm here in Boulder, I, Colorado, which are just like the yin and yang of life. <laughs> I know. It was crazy here. Yesterday I was uh, running the to the Home Depot real quick and things got really crazy. All of a sudden these cops all came swarming by. I'd never seen so many lights since Christmas. And the Home Depot people were afraid that the looters were gonna come in and it was just a lot going on. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a shame that there's so much, uh, so much uh, looting and that kind of thing, but it's not just, it's not the protesters. The protesters are, are doing what any of us who are really, um, serious-minded about the advancement of humanity. But, you know, this is what this is what pisses me off with how the news, and you've been in media for a long time, so you know how they cover the story, because the story mm-hmm. of, of a peaceful protest is not a story, but oh, a story exciting, right, about Louis Vuitton at the Beverly Center being, you know, looted. That's the story. So that gets the cover. And what, what upsets me is that I don't condone the violence. I condone, you know, I understand what's going on. It's a cry for, do you hear us? Do you see us? Do we matter? You know, and then what happens is, the looting becomes the story, and then the looting becomes the the headline, and the protest gets fizzled out. So we need to keep the well, whole I, message, do you hear me, do you see me, do I matter alive? 
Right, but we also need to keep everything in in perspective too, yeah. because I, I don't it. think it's I don't think it's the protesters as much as it is a whole nother faction of people. And let's look at oh, some. Oh, they of jumped the, the band. Yeah, I they mean, you know, yes, yeah. there could be the nationalist people who are trying to mar this to make everything, but there are also people. Let's let's look at the wider wider picture. Mm -hmm. There are people who have been cooped up in their houses. They sure. have no jobs. They are angry. They are upset. They could give a rat's diddly squat about what's happening politically. They could care less about Mr. Mr. Floyd. They're going to go get theirs. And there's just that faction that has nothing to do with Mr. Floyd. And I want to- Or Mikhail Rose. That. Yeah, or, 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 or listen- We can go through a list. We can go through a list. You want me to go back to Trayvon Martin? You want me right. to go to, you know, so, so don't, don't just look at all the looting as this is part of that whole thing. And that's exactly what the trap, the Trump trap wants us to do. They want us to look at a movement to make progress, particularly in racial progress. They want us to look at, 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 the, at the looting and say, look at those wild people. Why should we even listen to them? You know, so don't fall into the trap. I think what's really important is to be individualistic right now as we, as well, we really- Let I me mean, ask you a question, Rob. Yeah. Since sure. that, I mean, you're in media your whole life. <laughs> what, I know it seems. <laughs> what do you want to tell the media? How should they really be reporting what's happening? If you were on the front line right now, how would you be doing it? Well, the first thing I would be doing is finding out what the relationship was between uh, George Floyd and Derek Chauvin. They'd worked together for many years at a club. I want to know, was there bad blood? Did he have it out for him? I mean, I want to know why- And then as far why, as why the, the riots and, and as far as the protesting, how would you cover that? Cover the protests? Oh, gosh, with a bulletproof vest right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, but, you were, you were, you're known for, for being in the midst of a hijack, so you could, <laughs> you <laughs> could be awesome. anywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, first of all, I, I would definitely address the question of, you know, when people say they don't understand. I mean, I, I mean, you know, why are black people so angry? I would certainly take a calm approach and gently uh, lay out the facts. I mean, because you can't go bird watching without having the police That's called the on you. Because right. you can't go walk with Skittles in your pocket. You can't wear a hood. You can't be stopped by police. You can't sit in your own home. Why do you, because, because this is called oppression. And as my Jewish friends remind me of what their ancestors taught them, in trouble. All of us are in trouble. Well, you know, I want, I, I made a statement that I really believe it's now, it's white people need to stand up more than ever, you know, to start making some noise about this too, you know, and not just sit on our asses. I made a statement on social media and I don't regret anything I ever say, but I, I find it interesting how people respond. And my statement was, I will always remember the scene from Serafina in Soweto when the kids started burning stores. It was a way to be heard. If I were in LA, I said, I would be in the thick of the protests. What, well, what, are they, what, what they are demonstrating, again, I said, is do you see us? Do you hear us? Do we matter? We can't just sit on our asses and pray this away. We need to stand up with those that are hurting and tell them, I hear you, I see you, and you matter. I'm not supporting the violence. I'm supporting the right to be heard. That's Clearly, right. kneeling didn't work. Peaceful mm -hmm. protests don't work. Marches don't work. 
Well, I tell you, this might you work. Very far during these days. I, I hope this works, Rose. Listen, back in the 60s, they used to say, burn, baby, burn. And yeah. until you get my attention, even Dr. Martin Luther King said, just what you're on the same plane as you're talking there, Max, he said, you know, the, the, a riot is the voice of the voiceless. Mm. Now, nobody wants to see anybody's business lost. My goodness, we were just about to open those businesses again. It's so sad to see what those families yeah. go through. And well, I'm so sorry, sad that they had to be the sacrificial lamb yeah. for what is What's going happened. to be a historic movement. Yeah. And we have to believe that shit makes Do you know what? <laughs> That's right. It does. And, you and know out of the ashes come some new birth. It's true. And you know what's interesting? Because I went back to Rodney King riots. That was 1992 when George H. Bush was president. It was a political year. It was a voting year. And in and and then that same year, Bush, you know, was voted out and Clinton was voted in. It was a political year. So, you know, the point is, is that the vo the way things are going to change is by voting. I appreciate the protests. I appreciate right. the demonstrations. That's but right. remember, November is a couple of months away. And if you can get your asses out there and rob a Louis Vuitton store and you can get your asses out there and steal a piece of cake <laughs> from Hello. the Cheesecake Factory, you Preach. better get your ass out there and get in line and vote. And now, I, let me hear tell the, you. <laughs> I hear they even hit the Apple store at the Grove. Come I don't blame Listen, Come I get on. it. Come I get on, it. Bro. I but, get it. But you know something, but that's, it's so much more than the pro. Let's get it's back. It's so much more. You know it's true. But let's not, let's, let's make sure mm. that we don't let the, the needle get off the mark here. That's right. And the fact is that this poor man, you know, was, was, was kneeled into death. And um, Tommy's Rose's nephew was shot and, into yeah. death. And, in the head. And, and listen, three times more times are, are, are blacks arrested. And I mean, they're just some, it, it's just so obvious and everybody knows it. Let's just yeah. stop playing well, around and let's just find some, some solution. But here's the thing too, Max, when you talk about our non, our people, our white folks, let's just call it what it is, white folks getting involved. I think that what I would love to see and, and people I speak with who are into to bettering race relations, it is so important that white people talk to each other about this. That's right. You don't have to talk with me about it, honey. I know it. I live it every day. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, I'm lucky that I don't have to, to be a black man walking down the street, but I still have the tinges of it because I am a person of color. I mean, I'm, listen, half of my family's white, the other half's black, but I still am a black person in America. Yeah. So what I'm saying is it's really important when, when, we, when we listen to our self, you know, self-awareness is very important, but when white folks talk to other white folks and be very honest about it, it's okay to say, I don't like this. This right. is the toughest thing. I hate talking about this. I hate I have to talk about this. Yeah. That's okay. It's yeah. uncomfortable you know, for me. It's okay. Of and course, I they're called say to my black friends, Max, stop yeah. being so knee-jerk reaction when white folks don't understand. Right. It's not their experience. Exactly. So well, you know, stop it's, being, don't stop jumping on people. You know. Yeah. So I think it goes both ways. But of we've course got it does. To have a comfortable d discourse, you know. But it's a hard conversation, oh. and the only way to have the conversation is to start it. We yeah. have just a couple more seconds here on the show, so I have to read a couple things, Ro, and then okay. we'll finish up. But. A friend of mine made this statement. I have to say, I totally agree with him. And the statement is to put what is going on in America in America in perspective. When Jews were systematically oppressed and murdered for hundreds of years, they rained hail on their oppressor cities, filled their rivers with blood, 
sent pestilence to destroy their cattle, afflicted them with sicknesses, and executed their firstborn sons, innocent or otherwise. We celebrate that violence every single year. We recite the story, call out every act of retribution by name, and tell our children how we earned our freedom. So there is no way that I'm going to condemn any person for being driven to violence in the same exact circumstances. This is our fault, not theirs. The violence we should be condemning today is the violence that our country directs at black people on a daily basis. Until this country starts treating black people like people, there's really nothing else to discuss. Mm, that's powerful. Send that to me. Send that to me. I'll post it. And I just want to say this to, to the kids who are listening out there. Not only do I hear you, not only do I see you, and not only do I know you matter, but I love you. I really do. And I want you to know you could tweet me, Instagram me, at Max Tucci, anytime if you want to continue any conversation. And, you know, I posted this the other day and I got shit for it, but I love that because that <laughs> means I'm stirring up emotion. You know? <laughs> and um, what I posted is the quote from Sarafina. And I'm going to leave you all this, this tonight. But before I let you go, we have like one second more. Ro, what is it you want to tell people to bring in with them into this week? Just, just you know, expand your heart and your mind and, and do what's uncomfortable because that's where we grow. And it's okay not to understand, but it's not okay not to learn. And mm -hmm. let's use this as an educable moment. And, yeah. um, and I'm calling for peace, but not patience. Mm -hmm. Peace, but not patience. Get so, out there and do something. Vote. Legislation is where the power is. It's yeah. not in the street. It's in the houses of, of Congress and Senate and in our legislation. Laws have been built all over this land to yeah. oppress people of color. Let's look at that legislation. Let's get out and vote. I love what you said, Max. If you can run out there and steal a purse, you can get out there and steal a vote. So let's do that. <laughs> not steal, baby. give a vote, give a vote. Give a vote. And listen, I'm, oh, that's right, don't steal a vote. But, but Max, I'm so very proud of you. And I, and I commend you for using your hour of power in such a progressive and spiritual and um, humane way. And I just am always continue to be so proud of you. And that's why you win all those awards and you will win so many more and the hearts of men and women. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Auntie Ro. And I thank you for being here and for supporting me throughout 12 years of being on, on, here, on air here at Max and Friends. <laughs> but before I let you go, this is what I wanna let you kids know. And I want you kids to just close your eyes for a minute and hear these words. They fear you because you are young. They fear you because you are the future. How fearful they must be that they shoot you children. How powerful you must be that they fear you so much. You are powerful because you are the generation that will be free. The violence, the beatings, the torture, the killings, all this is the birth pain of our free nation. Please, God, may I live to see it. Until next Sunday, I'm your host, Max Tucci for Max and Friends. I love you all for tuning in. Good night and good karma and peace be with you. Max and Friends, he says what he wants. Nothing bad.